Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director, and this is The Daily DC. Thanks so much for listening. Today on the podcast, Biden fallout continues. Joe Biden, in an attempt to push back on this story with all of his Democratic opponents or many of them attacking him for his talking about uh, segregationist senators back in the day, how he opposed them, but still found a way to work with them in a different era of civility in the Senate. The the brouhaha, obviously, uh, is continuing today. Here's one way in which Joe Biden made it uh, more difficult to sort of put this story to rest. And that was when he was entering a fundraiser last night in Maryland, he was he talked to some reporters waiting outside the fundraiser and when asked if he would apologize the way Cory Booker had asked him to do so, called on him to do so, he uh, brushed back. He said, apologize for what? And then he went on to say that Cory Booker should apologize because he knows better. And what we don't yet have an answer from uh, from the Biden camp, from Vice President Biden himself, is what exactly does Joe Biden think Cory Booker has to apologize for? Cory Booker did not call Joe Biden a racist. Cory Booker did not suggest, uh, like some of the other opponents uh, running against Joe Biden, that Joe Biden embraced segregationists or coddled them or held them up. Cory Booker, who after Joe Biden said Cory Booker should apologize, he appeared on CNN on, on CNN Tonight with Don Lemon last night. And he said he would never apologize for speaking truth to power. He said Joe Biden shouldn't need this moment of teaching that he sh- he should know better. He did not apologize. Uh, neither has Joe Biden. So now we've got an apology call each way and a refusal to do so each way. But. But what is not clear is what does Joe Biden think Cory Booker has to apologize for? Cory Booker thinks Joe Biden has to apologize for using the term boy in the telling of the story of how James Eastland, the segregationist senator, the Democratic senator, would call Biden. He said he wouldn't call him boy. He would call him son. That was his telling of the story. But in in recounting how Eastland would refer to Biden, he dredged up a term that causes a lot of harm for people. And when the African-American United States senator who's running for president feels harmed by that may not be the best moment for Joe Biden, the white man in this scenario, to demand an apology from him. And I think that the vice president hasn't cleaned that up yet. And then I think I actually think that that. That was a bit more of stepping in it. Now, listen, as I said yesterday on the podcast, I don't believe that the race piece of this is actually the politically perilous piece for Biden. I find it very hard to believe that his strong support among African-Americans is going to flee him in some way. I mean, Jim Clyburn came to his defense, uh, said he worked his whole life with Strom Thurmond. He can work with, you know, you work with people you disagree with. Karen Bass, the head of the Congressional Black Caucus, out there saying there's nothing for Joe Biden to apologize for, though the segregationists may not be the best example when trying to show that you can work with people with whom you vehemently disagree. Perhaps there are better examples than that. So I don't sense 
that there's real political peril here about Joe Biden being misconstrued for a racist. I mean, that that just doesn't match reality, doesn't match his record, uh, certainly doesn't match how Barack Obama, the first African-American president, thinks of Joe Biden. So yeah, all of that, I think, is is the less political sort of thicket that he's in. I think the bigger deal here is whether or not Joe Biden is a man of this moment, a leader of this time that the country and the Democratic Party finds itself in. And that, I think, is the big question mark that hangs around the Biden candidacy. And I want you to hear a little bit. His senior advisor, Simone Sanders, uh, if you recall, in the 2016 campaign, she was a Bernie Sanders spokeswoman. She was then a colleague of ours here at CNN as a contributor. Uh, She's now a senior advisor to the Joe Biden campaign. She came on CNN this afternoon with Brooke Baldwin. And I want you to hear two different clips. The first clip I want you to hear is her answer to the very question of of whether or not Joe Biden uh, is going to apologize to Cory Booker and why Cory Booker is being asked for an apology, why Joe Biden uh, deserves an apology. Here's Simone Sanders on with Brooke Baldwin. Senator Booker did not suggest that Biden is embracing segregationists or he's not saying that 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 he's racist. But what he is saying is that he's upset over Biden's choice of words. And my question to you is, is Booker wrong to feel that way? So I want to be clear, Brooke. One, I have immense respect for Senator Booker. Our campaign has immense respect for Senator Booker. But most importantly, the vice president has immense respect for Senator Cory Booker. And it's not on anyone to say how Senator Booker should or should not feel. You know, he is is entitled to his own feelings and his own thoughts, as is everyone else. But I think what's important here to note, now I'll just point you to the comments from the chairwoman of the Congressional Black Caucus, Karen Bass, today. And her words are that, You know, she doesn't think the vice president needs to apologize and she wishes folks would stop the arguing, you know, get back to the issues. And those are her comments, not mine. And so I I think, again, what this is really about is can I think people have a question. They want to know these folks that are running for president. Can I trust them to be in my corner? And I I think when it comes to Vice President Biden, I think the answer to that question is yes. Now, Brooke, this is what campaigns are about, though. You have to go out there and you have to make your case to the American people. This is going to be a long primary. And Mm -hmm. we're going to South Carolina tomorrow. And we're going to have these conversations. We're going to listen to folks. But Vice President Biden is also going to share his vision and what he thinks. And I'm sure questions like this are going to come up and he's going to be ready to answer them. And in this other clip, you're going to hear Simone Sanders um, talk about the question about the examples of, now she says bipartisanship. This was not an episode of bipartisanship. These are Democrats that were the segregationists. They were in the same party as Joe Biden. But but nonetheless, about, you know, working with people uh, with whom you disagree. Are these the best examples uh, for that? Here's a little more of Simone Sanders on CNN this afternoon. In terms of this conversation uh, about uh, the, his, his example he's using about bipartisanship, I can get and I definitely understand why a number of people, look, again, I, I cited Congresswoman Karen Bass, chairwoman of the CBC. She also said in that same quote, she wishes that he wouldn't use segregationists as that example. I get that and I understand that. And I was just I, wondering if, if because you did speak up on behalf of so many women regarding Hyde, if you spoke up 
regarding these segregationists and not telling these stories? Did you ever have a conversation with, with the former vice president about Brooke, that? Just like I wasn't going to get into the details of what I do and don't talk to the vice president about this uh, earlier in this conversation, I'm not going to get into it now. So clearly, this is not going away just yet. And again, we are on the eve of the entire Democratic field heading down to South Carolina this weekend. Jim Clyburn hosting that big fish fry tomorrow. The state Democratic Party convention in South Carolina is on Saturday. All these candidates will be addressing the party faithful down there. Uh, They're going to be doing interviews, it seems. We're going to hear from... Joe Biden uh, more on this in the next couple of days than we have and how he explains himself and quite frankly, how he cleans this up with Senator Booker, uh, I think is going to be a very critical thing to watch here. Booker uh, has chosen this moment. Now, his campaign tells our reporter, Rebecca Buck, this is a moral moment for him. It wasn't, oh, my God, let's go have a big political moment. But but let's not fool ourselves, too. He's he's running for president. He's had trouble gaining some traction. He felt compelled to call out a wrong, um, but he also sees political opportunity in this, no doubt. If he didn't, if he thought this was somehow hurting him politically, uh, he might say something and leave it alone. He doesn't necessarily go undo television interview after television interview on it. So, so obviously Booker sees a reason to get out there on this as well for his own campaign purposes. But his campaign says this was a real uh, not a strategized thing, that this was uh, Booker responding from the gut that w- what Biden was doing was wrong and harmful and it needed to be called out. We'll see how much he keeps that up and in the ether this weekend. Or, as you heard Simone Sanders trying, of course, from her perspective, wanting to sort of put this behind them, we'll see if they if they sort of uh, somehow find a, a resolution to move forward in a less acrimonious moment. Um, but uh, we've got a couple we've got a couple uh, steps to go in this process before this story uh, is going to disappear entirely from the ether, especially with the debate coming next week. That does it for this edition of The Daily DC. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in again right here tomorrow. <laughs>